Welcome to HR Confidential. everyone. This is Heather Krentler with HR Confidential and Senior Director of Human Resources at Crane. Here with... Hi, uh, it's Robert K. Elder. I'm Director of Digital Product Development and Strategy here at Crane. And uh, Heather, so uh, we get more reader mail. And so... Yay! <laughs> Thank you, listeners. <laughs> so here's a really, really interesting one. And it's very specific, but I think um, it can speak to something that you and I have talked to before. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's uh, an excerpt from the email. Uh, I followed my boss to another company. I even helped my boss with a closure agreement with the old company. I go with him to the new company, but I'm getting a lot of pushback from the job owner and comments like, you need to work like we work here now, not how you used to. Mm, mm-hmm. So what should this person do? Um, they're saying, what can I do to secure my place uh, with this new company, and why is there so much pushback? Oh, this is a good one because there's so many different avenues we can go down with this. So you've got the layer of following a boss. Can we start with following a boss? Right. right? You've hitched your wagon to someone else's star. That's right. Right. That's right. And that happens a lot in business um, where you see – actually, I did it. Yeah. We have a a team. Yeah. Yeah. I had had a boss who I adored and I – I actually just texted with her today, yeah. um, but she was very influential, and she went to another business, and within a matter of months, I was there too. Yeah. So it is not unheard of. It's very, very common. Um, but in doing that, their values get assigned to you whether you want them to or not. Their work ethic gets assigned to you whether you want it to or not. So the first thing I, not the first thing, but one of the things that I heard as you're reading this is it's possible that some of the pushback that this person is receiving has more to do with their boss than with them. It may be pushback rooted in how the team or the company or that individual feel about her boss and not her performance. Well, it sounds like they were brought in to change culture. Or to be more effective bottom line people. Mm -hmm. And because they can't um, express this concern to her boss, Mm -hmm. they can express it to her. Mm -hmm. And this sounds like actually the – she's saying the job owner. So I'm guessing the company owner is what she means. Uh, And actually I think that's valid because Mm -hmm. if the values of that company are different uh, in the way they interact with one another, in the way they Mm -hmm. work together, your – that star that you've hitched your wagon to can't always protect you. You have to adapt mm-hmm. and change. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I want to talk to you about, uh, which is overcoming culture shock. Yeah, it's a big one. Culture okay. shock is huge. And, you know, I'll I'll confess. For, like, I'll go right out there and say it. Coming to Crane was a huge culture shock for me. I had spent a decade in the advertising industry. Mm-hmm. And coming into a new industry was lovely, learning opportunity, but so different in mm-hmm. such almost indescribable ways, but you just feel it. You just feel it. There's just a different cadence to the business. Right. And the, the corporate volleyball teams were very different? Is it all- very different. <laughs> very different. I had to, yeah, get yeah. all new jerseys. Yeah. Um, so you're, I think you're absolutely right. You hear this coming through that that it's not about output for her because she sounds like she's delivering. It's the way 
And that's culture. Right, right. Well, and so let, let's help uh, this person. What can I do to secure my place with a new company? I think you really have to start by looking at, and this is really valuable for this person, but anyone who's been part of a merger or an acquisition, um, or even just a new boss, mm-hmm. even just somebody new coming over a team, is get to the root of, okay, what are their values? Right? What are their values? What is their bottom line? What is their true north? What What is their priority? Mm-hmm. There are things that any one of those entities will value more or less than that you need to know. So if you have, um, for example, she said that she's making money, right? right. She's making money, making money. This is going to sound crazy, <laughs> but there is a possibility that right now just making any money isn't the right kind of money. Mm. Okay, I'll pick on sales for a minute. Just because you're selling something doesn't mean you're selling the right thing. Or it's a team leadership thing. Like you might be coming in and, you know, making money, but if you are an ogre to the rest of your sales team, that sales team has more potential than you as an individual. That's a great that's a great observation. There's a possibility that this new leadership prioritizes collaboration uh, or innovation more than just the quick sell. So if if you're running out there as a lone wolf making the deal, but you're leaving the wolf pack behind at the den, yeah, I said it, <laughs> then, then that's <laughs> – I can't even finish <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Then, but you've lost. You're losing in that culture, right? And you have to look around. Take a look around. How are people investing their time? And you cannot export culture. You can't. E- even if you have success and you're exporting success, you still have to fit in the place where you work. You you will shoot yourself in the foot yeah. if you don't fit in. It, it it will manifest in really ugly and permanent ways. So so look at again, look at the values. Look at how the leadership spends their day. Do they spend a lot of time getting to know people? Mm-hmm. Do they spend a lot of time talking about vision, future? Just what do you hear? Observe, listen and and take it all in and then think about, okay, how do I now apply that to my job and do things differently? Yeah. And then also ask for the feedback. I think it's very fair um writer Please go to uh, your peers and say, what has made you successful here? What do you think the brand or the group values most? What are you guys known for? I, you're new to this, so there's a little bit of, I'm going to go there, back to the dogs. you got to sniff some butts. <laughs> you got <laughs> well, it, it actually, But it reminds me that something like when I was an intern, so I was an intern at a dearly departed premiere magazine, which is a movie industry magazine that I loved. And uh, Sean Smith, who was my mentor there, said, listen, part of your job is just being liked. Yes. And as a journalist in particular, people do not tell you things if you are not sociable, Mm -hmm. if you are not uh, – again, that doesn't mean you are not hard-hitting and it doesn't mean that you are um, not – you know, responsible to your readers Mm -hmm. and to investigations. Mm -hmm. But part of your job is being liked. Listen, just because just because the way you did business before was very successful doesn't mean it's the only way of being su- successful in business. So there is a, an element of humility that you have got to bring to this new organization that says, I add value. Yes, that's true. But how do you want me to add value and be humble enough to try on a different approach? Okay. So uh, I really appreciate this listener. Thank you so much for your question. Thank you, Rob. And uh, for those of you facing culture shock, just remember... It's not that complicated. Remember, all of the questions here on HR Confidential are anonymous, and you can be anonymous too by calling me at 313-327-2209 
or emailing me at hrconfidential at crane.com. That's C-R-A-I-N dot com. I've been your host and producer, Heather Krentler, along with executive producer, Robert K. Elder, brought to you by Crane Communications.